Welcome back to the vibe guys. I literally just had a little mini therapy bonding session with my guest today that I'm so excited to share with you. Today I have Arielle Ginsberg on the pod. I've been following her for a very long time. She radiates light, passion, and above all, being a good person to all. But there's so much more to Arielle than just being super cool and chic. She's really created a branding for herself that's so true to her, taking her talents from social media into larger events and partnerships that I'm so excited to share with. And we'll even get into the transition of COVID life as per usual. Arielle, I would love if you could introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Alexa. I feel very honored to be on here today. So my name is Arielle Ginsberg. Um, I am from Philly, went to school in DC, lived in New York, and I'm currently living in Chicago. Love it. And I love that you're also a Philly girl. I went to Abington, which is just like funny. And we're both Shore Girls, which is also really, really funny. And I love that. Um, I, I personally became a major fan this summer when you started doing, um, it was it pit in the peaches in the pit with peach. Okay. So we're going to get to that at the later, but the reason I got into that and what leads me to what I'm going to say next is, um, one, I want you to talk about your passion and then I want you to talk about pesh and what led you to Pesh Productions? Like, sure. what were you like as a kid? Like, what made you, because you're very artistic, and like, again, like I said, chic, stylish, all of those things, but get to it. So, growing up, I'm the youngest of three, um, youngest by a lot. My brother's nine years older, and then my sister is six years older. Every year, our ages apparently get closer in age, because she says she's younger, but um, <laughs> I am. Um, I really kind of like did my own thing growing up. My mom always likes to say that I beat to, or I marched to the beat of my own drum. Um, I had like this weird tie dye obsession when I was little where I would refuse to wear anything but this one tie dye sweatshirt for every single day for a year when I was growing up. <laughs> or like this one kind of bunk or backwards hat. I was just like really out there. And I feel like I grew up mentally a little bit differently because since I was so much younger and um, my mom likes to call me her gift. I found out, I thought that I was planned. That was something that I found out later down the line. That's but um, <laughs> I feel like I was kind of like, you know, growing up, I was into more mature things than people my age because, you know, I would watch 90210 with my brother and my sister when I was like, 100%. Four, and really scary movies. So, like, I feel like I mentally grew up a little bit faster. But my parents um, never really put me in any sort of box. So they kind of just let me do my own thing. So Pesh is, it's a nickname from like fifth grade. Um, it's going to sound really silly. But, no, I um, love it. <laughs> in fifth grade, um, I w- like was always obsessed with video games growing up because my brother always had them. And I finally, for Hanukkah, got um, Nintendo 64, you know, with like the golden controller. Yes. The limited edition golden controller. And my favorite... Um, my favorite like player was was princess peach um and i went to an all-girls school and we were learning french at the time and you know going to an all-girls school especially when you're hitting that age when you're like starting to hit puberty and you're like boy crazy and you're like like in this like small room you just kind of think of anything that's like funny to be creative so when they asked me like what i wanted my french name to be i was like Pesh, like Princess Peach. <laughs> so it kind of stuck and was like a, a nickname growing up. And then after college, um, I just decided, like, when after when I think it was the 23rd, I decided I was, wanted to try and start a swimwear line. So um, 
I've always had trouble finding swimwear that fits me because I'm petite, but right, my boobs are really big. Oh, yeah, I was literally just about to say you have the biggest boobs. They're huge. So, like, <laughs> I can never find anything that fit. And at that time, like, they didn't sell separates. And even, like, if they did sell a larger top, like, say I could buy the larger top, the, 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 like, the band that goes around your ribs yeah. is so big, is so much bigger, so it didn't fit. Like, so... I decided I was going to start this line, and I was like, well, what should I call it? Ariel, obviously, in the name, because it's like a mermaid. And then Ginsburg, I was just like, it sounds like too, like, Ginsburg Jewish. Yeah, you're like, your family already has a Ginsburg family, you know? Yes. So Ariel Pesh, to me, was like, it sounds chic. It sounds, I wanted the vibe to be more like San Tropez Hamptons rather than It's like cheeky, too. Yes, exactly. So thought it sounded lovely. Um... That ended up falling through. I, like, invested my money with the wrong person. I had all the samples made and everything, but I still had the domain because that was, like, the first thing I did was I bought arielpesh.com. So when I eventually moved to Chicago and I was waiting for my real estate license to go through and I had nothing to do, um, I was like, you know, I'm going to just start posting photos um, of myself and I'm just going to use that website because I already have it because my thought process was down the line, if I have any sort of a following, it's built-in marketing for me. Right. So like now I have for my brand, if I have any sort of a following, it's that's how I can market it. Absolutely. So that's where that's where the whole Pesh thing came in. I love that. I needed to know where that came from because I had an idea that it was Princess Peach. But then I was like, I need to know the real story because I don't know if maybe somebody called you that like growing up. Well, it kind of stuck. So the reason why it continued going on was because my best friend, Jess, when we had, um, when we first got Facebook, she changed my middle name to Peach. So then everyone started calling me that in college and everyone thought that it was my real middle name. I would so call you Pesh if I was like your college friend. I'd be like, we're going to Pesh's. Yeah. It's just like, (laughs) it was just funny. So then I was like, you know what? It's kind of cute. It's a little different. So, so I know that Pesh produces is what your, your brand is, right? Yeah. How so did called- Pesh produce this? So you you have gone, you've tried multiple things. You tried swimwear, you've tried this. How did you end up to getting Pesh produces? So it's, it's Pesh produce and Pesh production. So basically the way that this evolved was when I was blogging, um, living in Chicago, I like don't, I never ordered anything online. I'm like not good at mailing stuff. So had all this clothing that I'd worn once, all had the tags on. I didn't even like wear it anywhere. I would just photograph it. So I was like, you know, I'd see all these people like like selling their stuff online. I didn't want to do that because I'm like too lazy to ship things. So I approached a friend of mine, my friend Liz. I'd seen her do events. I'd never done an event in my life. I also didn't know a lot of people yet in Chicago, really. What year was this? I'm just curious. This was probably like, I don't know, like 20. But oh, by the time this was, we actually started doing an event. This was probably like. I don't know, maybe like 2014. But still, this is like the peak of Instagram still. This is like still, it's like still like, I remember when I graduated is, yeah. high college in 2013, it was like starting to pop off. Yes, exactly. So I was like, how can I find a way to sell my stuff? Um, I had this idea where I was like, if I want to sell my stuff, there's other bloggers that obviously want to sell their stuff. How cool would it be to kind of find a way to like bring these bloggers together, sell it all together, make it a party. And then this way girls can come and shop it, but they can also meet their favorite Chicago bloggers. hundred percent. So I approached my friend who had thrown an event before, got her help. Um, when I was living in New York and doing real estate, um, Josh, you know, like the fat Jew. Yeah. Clients. 
So I he's my out. family, not my family friend, my friend's family friend. There, he's actually the nicest guy. The best. I had the best he's time at this so one wedding. We had the best time. <laughs> He's, he's so nice. So <laughs> I reached out to him and his partner, Alex, um, to see if we could get Babe Rosé to sponsor. So they shipped me all this Babe Rosé. Um, we ended so cool. up doing it at um, So House because we were, you know, So House Chicago. I, we were, I was like a founding member and it was before so many people knew it. Of course. It, there weren't a lot of members yet. So we get, had them, they gave us the room for free because we were friends with the girl who was booking all the events. Um, I got those like gold foil balloons that spelled out. We called it decided. I decided to call it Lafair. So I like I like anything French. I studied abroad in Paris, and I was like, I wanted it to be like the fair or the something. And I was like, if you put Le in front of it, it sounds chicer. Anyway, so we got the gold foil balloons, and we made a Snapchat filter. This was like before anybody was doing the Snapchat filters. I'd seen it once or twice. We got a designer to design it, and we had somebody make the flyer. So. We invited all these people, and the way that it worked was everyone, if you had to RSVP, and we would put you on a list, and it got you in, and we had Babe Rosé was the sponsor, and then it was all these bloggers were going to be, like, had good music, all these bloggers were going to be selling their stuff. So when we went to make a flyer, um, this girl, Jazz, that was making it, she's an artist, and she was also like, well, since I'm doing it, can I sell my my vests? I paint on vests, denim vests. We're like, yeah, why not? And then a couple of the other girls were like, I actually have a jewelry line. I have a bag line. Could I bring that also? So I was like, sure, why not? So we started, to, I was like, we'll do that. I had a collaboration with my friend, Joey. I now have a fine jewelry collaboration with her, but this was pearls on leather. We sold that there and we, I took a percentage of each, of each sale. So from that, like it, we had such a good response and people were like, well, when's the next one? Right. So then it evolved and we tagged, we teamed up with a, um, with a local restaurant group that wanted to show off their new lounge upstairs. It was like, so it was set up for bottle service, but I was like, all right, we're going to do it again. We're going to charge at the door. They sponsor, we got a liquor sponsor. They basically, people would buy a ticket and get that past brunch items and two mimosas or two Bloody Marys. And then where all the tables were like where you would get bottle service, it was a different brand designer shop. Popping up. And then I had the bloggers still there selling their stuff because the bloggers were getting the word out there. We had a DJ. It was like... and So much it, like, fun. So fun. like inclusive. Yes. So guys and girls were coming. And what we noticed was like, instead of them just coming, popping in, walking around and leaving, like guys and girls from every, like from all of these networks, they were coming and they were staying. They were having a good time. So this went on for a while. Um, we ended up doing an event for, for Lululemon. So we threw their International Day of Yoga event, which was awesome. So and fun. And then after that, it was so fun. After that... I got the opportunity to kind of do sales for this company back in New York. And it was basically helping brands find spaces to do pop-ups because mm-hmm. I had a background in real estate, I had a background in these pop-ups. So while I was there, um, I, you know, I was like cold calling all these companies. The company ended up not working out, but one of the companies that I'd reached to on LinkedIn was fancy. You know, yeah. Like okay. I have known fancy for a long time. I used to buy my nephew, like the most random stuff from there, like these whole cans, whatever. So they responded to me on like a random message I sent them on LinkedIn, had me come into the office and I was pitching them to, you know, like, let me do a pop-up for them, find them a space, whatever. And the head of business development introduced me to CEO and Griffin, who was doing their business development, showed me a pop-up that they were already doing that was going on. So I was like, this is really cool. So as the company that I was working for started like kind of dissolving, just as fate would have it, I guess. Yeah. Griffin reached out to me and he's like, listen, I know you're like doing all this other stuff. Um, 
what would you think about running a pop-up shop for us? Now, I'd never run a, I'd worked retail in like high school. I'd like never done this before, but I was like, fuck it. Why not? So they hired me to work. I started like the day after Thanksgiving, I went back to New York from Philly. Um, and it went through December 31st. I didn't have a single day off except for Christmas. So, um, I ran this pop-up shop for them. Um, it was on, oh my God, it was on Mulberry. So it was like right in the Lita. Um, it was a 4,000 square foot space. It had, we had 16 different brands, everything from Love Sack, Wild Fox. So I helped with the merchandising. I helped with the hiring. I helped with everything. And then when they would have, like, when they would send in, like, you know, local influencers or the Victoria's Secret models, I would show them around. So the craziest thing that happened while I was working there, um, Jadakiss and Fabulous had seen the pop-up. They decided <laughs> they wanted to throw a pop-up in the pop-up. So now we did a pop-up for their new album release party um, called, um, it was like Friday the 13th there. So then I, now I had all this like experience, right? Yeah. And I loved it. Like I were, I'd never worked so hard in my life. I was there like nine and a half, 10 hours a day um, for over 30 days, but I was like thriving. Thriving. I'm sure you were it. like living off of the energy too. Yes. So my, I knew that at like on the 31st, then I was flying to... Miami to be with my family. We I have a bunch of family down there and we, my parents, grandparents, we all like spend New Year's together. Of course. So my parents were down there beforehand and they were talking to my uncle who, um, owns a bunch of property down there and they were telling him what I was doing. So he reached out to me and he's like, listen, I have this space. I'm trying to fill it. Uh, you know, I'll give you a good rate on the rent. Why don't you do this down here? So I was like on my own. He was like, yeah, come do it. So I reached out to fancy and I was like, listen, would you want to do it with me? They were like, we got too much other stuff going on, but we'll give you our blessing. So like, you know, you can take, you can reach out to all the contacts. They like helped me with contracting, that kind of stuff. So I formed Pesh Productions as the LLC. Cause I was like, well, if I want to do other types of events, I'll do it. So I take over the space in Miami. And, um, I started my company with $7,000. So $5,000 was going towards rent right away. Um, so I reached out to all these different brands and I decided it was going to be a, an upscale spring break theme. So my shop ran from <laughs> mid-March to mid-April and I had all different types of things. It was right. I was on Collins Avenue. It was like Ethan Collins oh, um, amazing. hotel, big storefront and had all these brands come in. And I was like, all right, it's going to be a pop-up shop, but I'm going to kind of like make it a little interesting. So I gave brands the opportunity. They could be there for a week or they could be there for the full month. So a lot of brands were just there for the week, but then once they were there for one week, they would want to stay. Of course. So I re made friends with like all the local bloggers. I re I started following every single blogger in Miami, made friends with this girl who ran the Miami blogger network. And she put me in touch with all these people. She had me speak on a panel. Um, Amazing. So now, I love when people have, like work oh, with she you. Was so, she sent me liquors. She was, I mean, I still talk to her. She lives in San Francisco now. So she helped me with that. And what I would do is now I would offer these brands like to make extra money. I would like upsell them. So, okay, so you're launching today. Would you want to do a launch party? So if they wanted to do a launch party, they would call on all these influencers. They would come in, they would wear the outfit and now they would invite their friends in for the launch party and we would sell all the products. So it was really funny because it was during like, um, ultra and spring break, right? So every week was a very different crowd. One oh yeah. Week, like, really rowdy college kids. One week it was like all American families with their kids. One week it was all European families with their kids. It was really different. And then the week of ultra was like insane. So the business license that I had, since it was part of a hotel, technically I could do whatever I wanted. So I sold cocktails out of there. 
I would have a DJ randomly pop up. I did for um, Ultra, we decided to do a pop-up bar, so we closed early. We invited everyone that had been there earlier in the day. We shut it down. We had a DJ come, cleared out all the merchandise, turned it into like a dance floor. And now it was like a pregame, a pop-up party for Ultra Music Festival. So, Stop like, it. Then the closing party, the closing party was, um, this is my favorite. I had a local artist who I met him because my cousin and I, my cousin was showing me one of their new hotels and we're like walking by. It's like an old motel that they turn into like a funky hotel. And we walk by and this guy's blinds are open. Okay. And inside we're like, what the fuck is going on in there? This guy was doing a full back tattoo. So we knock on the door and he's like, listen, you got, I'm not going to yell at you guys, but like, we, we got to watch this. So we go in and we start watching this guy. It was a full like native American scene with like a guy, an Indian chief wearing a wolf hat, <laughs> a water. It was the most intense thing I've ever seen. So he, this guy, Abel that I met, he also ended up being with the friends with this guy who was DJing for me. So he came in on the final night. It was just like, just so cosmic, the whole thing. He comes in, he's, we decide that we're going to do like a, a tattoo party at the end too. So the closing party, so we, had fun. we had a liquor sponsor, we had guys doing tattoos. And I was like, on such a high. I mean, when I was closing it, I was like, this is like camp. It was, people were coming in <laughs> and they kept coming back in and they were like, we just wanted to hang out again. Like, you know, they were like, this is so fun. Like, this is just so cool. So what I, I wanted to make it really inclusive, right? high end stuff, but I just wanted people to feel involved. So we, I set up a whole Instagram wall. I painted the, I painted peaches all over the wall. We had a hammock so people could come and hang out. We had a bar so people could drink there. And then anytime anybody mentioned that they were an artist, I brought these paints and it said Pesh Produce on the side. And I said, I want you to paint any type of freak that you want. So now it was like, we, this whole wall started be, being, you like created people. a vibe of who yes, you are. Bananas and people kept coming in. So Another really weird cosmic thing that happened. I'm sorry, cut me off if I'm going too long. No, I love, no, you're, okay. you're j doing just fine, sweetie. Okay, and I talk really, <laughs> thank you. I speak really quickly when I get excited. But no, it's great. I love it. One of the yoga brands that we carried, it was called Jariki. And their whole thing was they would partner with different artists. And um, the artists would design one set. And they got to pick the charity that a per percentage of proceeds went to. So... They were based out of Chicago. One of the ones that we carried, it was like this panda print that people were obsessed with. And the artist's name was Domingo Zapata. Mm -hmm. So I was with my cousin. We were doing karaoke one night at um, the Faena Hotel. And I'm sitting at the bar. And I look over and I'm like, I know this guy. How do I know this guy? And I'm like, who? I'm like you're Domingo, aren't you? He's like, yeah, how do you know me? I'm like, I carry Chiriki. We have, I have your, you know, your pieces in my store. I was like, you know, I would really, really love for you to come see it. So he's like, Where, what's the address? I, I'm like, this guy's never going to show up. Of course. Very next day, he shows up and with a couple of friends. And he's like, this is so cool. He's like, can I come back? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I, he's like, you know, I'm filming something for Netflix right now. Can I come back? So he brings a whole video crew the next day, shows off the whole space. I don't know what ever ended up happening to it. I haven't seen any film from it yet. But it was like the way that I was meeting these people was just, it was so cool. I was like, just going to, like, I'm going to repeat you, but it's cosmic. It's like it each it one like, just came in a row in the right way each single time. It was, it was just like, I mean, I would like, I could tell you stories for days about this place, but it was like, it, I felt like I was creating a modern day Andy Warhol's like factory in a weird sense. That's like, literally what it sounds like to me. Cause you're like allowing all these people to be just paint, do what they want, bring yes. their brands, do whatever. But it's, you know what the most magical part of it is that these people trusted you. I, well, I was like, listen, come as you are. Come as you are. 
doing what I had this one this one girl walked in she was so cute I started talking to her she was buying a bracelet um for her boyfriend and it turned out that she also had a swimwear line this crocheted swimwear line she's also a huge influencer in Miami her name is Katya she ended up then she, we did an event where she sold her stuff and she's still one of my friends I now I did when every single time I'm in Miami which is a lot we hang out she I mean it's just the way things unfolded were amazing so I moved back to Chicago after this because I you know I kind of had to come back for like stupid relationship reasons. Anyway, I decided I'm going to try and recreate this. So no, no, um, landlords would let me have a space. So I start like working with, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get creative. So I partnered up with this one, um, bar and I was like, let's do this thing called Opry work, like Opry ski, but it'll be a fun, happy hour for people to be able to come and drink after work. We got kettle to sponsor. It will have bloggers selling their stuff. So it worked, but like, not that much. It wasn't like to your potential that it was at before. No, it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't right. And I did <laughs> three of them and I was disappointed and I was like, okay, you know, I've been doing events for like a year. I don't even do events. Like this is just, you're like, this just fell in my lap. <laughs> yes. So as fate would have it again, I, um, I'm on a boat. I was like dating this guy. His, his friend brought a random chick on the boat and, and all, no one else was talking to her. So I'm like, I want to talk to this girl. She looks nice start talking to her it turns out that she works for um the w hotel so she's like what do you do and i was telling her about my event she's like well what if i put you in touch with the w hotel because i'm like i need to do another pop-up shop and i wanted to do it around an event la is the biggest event in chicago of course so she this random girl that i decided i was going to be friends with and nice to on the boat it, it, people really underestimate the power of kindness people really friends. fucking do hence our conversation previous <laughs> no you do not need to impress people like if you are nice, it gets you so much further. So, I couldn't agree. Could not agree more. And I'm so glad I came in for you to share a fucking moment of kindness that led you somewhere so, better. Yeah. So I was like the only girl talking to her. I want to learn about her, whatever. She puts me in touch with the W Hotel. Well, now I go in and I pitch the W Hotel and I'm like, what if I threw a pop-up shop here? Because they, I was like. Because they have a little place? store in there. Not in this one, they don't. The, oh. one in, the one in Miami, yes. This the one, one in Miami, I know they have yes. a little, like, great little store. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, do you guys do anything for Lollapalooza? They're like, oh, we do all these. We do a whole thing. But we don't have any, like, physical activations this year. We just, like, decorate, whatever. We do a different theme every year. We'll have DJs come in. So when I was – my friend Haley had flown down with me to do the Miami shop, and I told her I wanted – she's a designer. I told her I wanted to do, like, Tulum vibes. And we ordered, like, dozens of these, like – pink flamingos that with the wings that spun yeah put them outside and the day before I was like should we do mushrooms instead like I've always been in, in, obsessed with Alice in Wonderland that was the theme of my bat mitzvah should we do it instead she said to me she's like we're not going back this is the vibe she goes I promise you the next one that I do with you we'll do Alice in Wonderland I promise so I go to the W Hotel I'm pitching them he's showing me the space and he's like you know every year we decorate it last year we did a whole Jurassic Park theme where like people were walking around as dinosaurs so I was like well, what's the theme this year Alice in Wonderland I was like this is Are you sign. fucking kidding? No. I was like, this is a sign. So he, I find all these brands. He gives, they give me a big corner of it, of the, um, of the lobby. And I was like, let's take it up a notch. So I was like, how am I going to promote this, this pop-up shop? So we decided to do a few weeks out. We did a blogger sleepover and I had all of the brands like gift them things. We did experiences with all them. So now the, these bloggers, I'm now friends with them. They we get did a huge sleepover. Like we did all these collectivations, these dinners, these cocktails. Was they it got, the like, staycationers? 
No, that's actually, that's my friend Nika. It's different, but I was actually. I know Nika too. Yeah, she's adorable. That's so funny. I just didn't know because you were like, they slept over. That's hysterical. I've actually been in a shoot for the staycationers in Chicago. What staycationers does is they're, um, they're more promoting, um, the hotel. Right, right. They do a whole, they do a really cool, um, editorial piece on the hotel. So this was promoting the hotel, but like we got the, you know, we got like the presidential suite and this was more promoting the hotel, but also promoting the brands ahead of time. Like this is what's going to be there. So we also, we did, I was like, can we do a pop-up bar or two? Like we called it down the rabbit hole and we had like these crazy things. That so fucking cool. And all the bloggers got to pick a different um, cocktail of their choice to be on the menu. And, and we had them wearing head to toe brand like that we were selling. So it was really cool. So from there again, like it, I was like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to take it from here because you know, I do it all by myself. I hired someone to help me day of, but like, it's really exhausting. And then you have the aftermath, right? So of then course. You have, like the whole, like the whole cleanup of everything. <laughs> the cleanup, I can't even tell you the shipping everything back, but then, then I like to be really thorough and I'm, I'm a numbers person also. So then like I do the reports cause I want them to know and I send the photos and send them like kind of burn out and I'm like kind of drawing a blank where everything went from there. But, um, this past year, last year I did it again and, um, I did it with, we did it even bigger at the bigger W hotel. Um, it was, it was just insane. Like we had beach waver doing hair and amazing. Um, we did the sleepover again, but even on a bigger scale. Um, and then last year I flew down to Miami and I did a big event for Art Basel. We took over a space in one of the hotels and we did it again. So it's been really fun. But in the meantime, I started getting more into the events world. So like Bumble hired me for the past two years. I was their events manager. Well, oh, that's amazing. Posted it. I only got to do two events and then COVID happened. Um, but so I've really been trying to pivot and figure it out because what I'm loving is I'm, I've done like, I do like launch parties for brands in their stores and I come up with cool concepts so you would love this one, for example. So we did one called, um, um, it was for this brand called triple Z threads and limbo drawer. They're based out of Austin. It's like a husband and wife. They're so quirky and they're really cool. They want So I was like, they wanted to do a fall themed party. So I was like, you know, I do a lot of work with this company called Equilibria. Mm-hmm. They're a CBD company and they're they're They just do really cool things. So I was like, what if we did a rock themed party? We're going to call it, instead of calling it the CBGB, like the... The, B, the C, BCBGs or whatever it is? No, CB, CBGB. Like, that's that was like the famous club in Bowery. Right, right, right. That's now the John Barbados store. That's where the Ramones were discovered. It's where the Talking Heads were discovered. I was like, let's make it a rock theme. We're going to call it the CB, the CBDB. <laughs> Love so it. The CBD fall party. We had a DJ coming spinning vinyls that was only like music that would that was played at the CBGB, and we had Deep Eddie Vodka sponsor, and then Equilibria was there, and they would teach you all about it, and then they would drop the, the we did CBD cocktails with Deep with Deep Eddie Vodka. Were you like I just need to know like as a kid like were you like always like this like just like being like I'm gonna put this together I'm gonna put this together I'm gonna put this together and they're gonna like this is like were you like that. I had a lot of ideas. I didn't have a ton of follow through. Okay. But you had a lot, but you were an ideas person. Yes, I was like senior year of high school. We had to do, um, a senior project where you had to like intern for somebody basically. So everyone was basically like interning for their parents. So they didn't have to do anything. And my dad was like, you don't want to be a lawyer right now. Clearly. So like, no, like do figure out something. So I decided I was going to, another weird thing. I was on coming home from, from visiting my sister in New York, I think. And um, I met this guy, and he went to Penn, 
and he was super cute. So of course I wanted to talk to him right away. And his whole thing was he painted, he would take Converse sneakers and he would hand paint designs on them. Like really, really cool So cool. cool. So I got the idea from him. I reached out to him. I was like, can you be my mentor? And um, (laughs) ballet flats were really in. So I went to um, like this dance store on the main line and I bought all these ballet slippers in every single size. So he taught me how to, he was like my monitor person, whatever. He taught me what paints to use, what mediums to mix in it. So I would hand paint ballet slippers. Wow. That's so, I I just like feel like you have to like, that's something inherent as a child. Like when you like have all these ideas, that's not like something being creative. I feel like you have to have had that as a kid. Like that's just not something that like you can wake up at 23 and be like, I'm so creative today. I know how to put X, Y, Z together. Like, I just feel like it had to come from something like in your adolescence. Yeah. You know, I don't really know what it was. I always loved like making art. I loved, I like got into painting when I was in high school, but I feel like it's also people like don't realize they're like, well, I'm this age. I can't be creative now, but people don't realize that it comes out in different ways. Right. Like I used to, I used to, when I was beginning in high school, like, like my personal style was my thing. So I wore a really weird out of the box outfit. So I was totally. like, you know, I was best dressed in high school, but I was not wearing the same things that other people were wearing because I refused to wear what other people are wearing. And you might, do you remember that store first impressions? Of course. Are you kidding? Duh. So first impressions <laughs> was the only, and I wouldn't tell anyone where I was buying stuff because it wasn't as close to where everyone else was, was purchasing. Fully By get the way, it. <laughs> do you know the owner, Pam, of First Impressions? I don't know the husband. owner, but I remember First Impressions very well. My sister was a more First Impressions person than I was. I, I, I'm, I wish I could show you right now. People can't see it, but I have to show you this jacket that I still have in my closet from high school. But Pam, and it turned out that Pam went to like Hebrew school with my dad. She grew up with my dad. I bump into her all over the country. She's like one of my weird soulmates. That I, I was have. just going to say, that's a soulmate. Her husband owns Wonderland, by the way. <laughs> I'm staying at my mom's in Philly and there's a smoke shop literally across the street and weirdly Ariel's uh, is it their family or family company is right next to my my mom's apartment yeah, as well so <laughs> all of these places we're talking about um so no yeah, like, and I think you're totally right I think I think it, you're I think you're totally right I think I was coming from a place of being like I think it just has to be in there somewhere when you're young but you're totally right it can come out like that spark of idea of you starting events, you're probably like, what? And then like, you were like, oh, I have so many things in my brain that I know could work out. So maybe you like didn't know for a while. And then you were like, here we are. Someone like put my little like match under my butt and like, I'm going to make it work and I'm going to make it fucking cool. Yeah. And I think that people, listen, I, if I'd worked for an events company, I would be much more organized and I would know a lot more than I know now, but things come to you with signs and, and you can learn things on your own. Like I would never say to somebody, you should totally start this kind of company, even though you have no experience out of the blue. Right. Right. That's maybe not, yes, it can work. Absolutely. It can work if you have the right people surrounding you, but, but kind of like following it. Like I, I didn't even know that I liked doing an event. I thought that I was just selling my clothes as a blogger. Totally. And it's so magical that something you didn't even know that you could be like so successful at you you aren't successful at just in Chicago, but in multiple states. And, like, people recognized you. Like, do you know how many people do create events and no one ever knows about them? Or, like, no one ever shows up? And, like, you did it in multiple... Like, people really believed in you. And that's also believing in yourself. Listen, I definitely have done things... I mean, I didn't even mention this. I did, right after we started doing the LaFair events, I went down to Miami and I told my friend Katie, who's an artist, um, 
I was like, let's do an event called, um, what was it called? Girls in Revolt, which was the name of a TV show, but we loved it. It was like Girls in Revolt. It was right after, um, it was right after Hillary had lost the election. And so I was like, Bam, I was guys, like, as we're like five days really away time. from the next election. Yes. It was, it was, it was just time. I was like, people are still feeding off. This. It's going to be Girls in Revolt. I had artists from all over the country showing their artwork, but it was Art Basel. I've never, I mean, I'd thrown, I'd thrown like a couple events in Chicago and it was a blogger event. So, I mean, literally nobody but our family showed up. Nobody, sh- you know what I mean? Nobody showed up, but like, who did I think I was? I was throwing it at one of my cousin's hotels at the pool and it was so cool what we did and the art was so unbelievable but like I was competing with every other hotel every other you know what I mean of I don't course know who it was but there, so you but know, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it I'm not good at that though I am but not clearly you are <laughs> clearly well, you know, I'm not I'm not a faker I can't do the fake it till you make it thing I'm just like shameless okay that's a better way to I'm put shameless. it okay and you know what you have to you have to be that way because like listen I'm not gonna do something that's that's purposely going to embarrass me, but it's like, I've, I've definitely done things where like, I was really kind of disappointed with the outcome. And then I'm like, I, this is so cheesy, but like, like didn't Michael Jordan, like not make the varsity basketball team? Yeah, like, no, no, no. 100%. I loved the last dance was one of my favorite shows. And yeah, he didn't. You just, you never know. And just cause you feel, doesn't mean you're not going to meet somebody who believes in you. You just, you have to keep going and like, yeah, cry over it quickly and then keep going because People, I, you know, I felt like sometimes I'm embarrassed. I feel like I start things and sometimes I don't see it all the way through or this or that. And then my friend Jenny was telling me during quarantine, she's like, I was telling my boyfriend that like, you're an actual, a doer. And like, a lot of people don't do that. Like, and you have an idea, you just do it. And I was like, well, I feel like it's kind of embarrassing because people are like, oh, there she goes trying something new. But she's like, but you know what? Those people are just judging me because they're not doing what they want to do. Exactly. And it's such a like... You know, I have to say something. You got to love your haters because they really, haters are my motivators. I'm like, you don't think I, you don't think I can do X, Y, Z. You don't think that like I'm capable of X, Y, Z. I'm going to fucking show you and you can talk shit on it, but talking shit on it just shows your insecurity and what you want to be doing. Yeah. And you know, I definitely get in negative modes where I like, you know, I'll see someone on Instagram and I'm like, ew, like that's so, like, I hate them because I'm like. (laughs) Because I'm, like, jealous, you know? Of course. Like, I wish I could be traveling to where they were. I wish that I was wearing what they were wearing, that kind of thing. And then I think about it, and I'm, like, just focus on yourself. Who cares? And I love so, that. And, and, and that's such a like, important reminder, like, even from our talk before. Like, focus on you, on what you have going on, and, like, mastering the, whatever craft you've created because even as we were talking about before, like, you have to have your own thing. And you have to, like, feel really good about whatever that thing is. And maybe you didn't think you were going to get into events. And I think, like, that's the thing with my podcast. I think a lot of people end up doing things they never thought they were going to be doing, which is, like, what made me interested in them. Because I'm like, oh, you were a finance person. Now you're an artist in New York City. Like, how did that fucking work out? But that's the thing is, like, life leads you in fucking crazy roads. And it's up to you how you want to navigate it or which way you want to take or which route you want to go. And I think it's magical that you have taken a route unknown (laughs) because it was very (laughs) unknown. It was you didn't know if you were going to go left, if you were going to go right, if you were going to go downhill, if you were going to go uphill. And I think it's like very telling of the type of human you are to be able to put yourself out there. And also like not saying you're putting your life on the line, but putting you're, as we were saying, like, not shame or anything like that, but what if things didn't work out? 
and you're like your ego, exactly right? you're, yeah that's it's, the word i was looking embarrassing. for embarrassing but like a friend of mine decided during quarantine to start her own pr company right and she's like i don't know i'm kind of embarrassed like what if people are like what the hell does she think that she's doing and i'm like i know you feel that way but everybody is so people are a lot more self-absorbed than you think i was like everybody else is thinking about themselves they're not giving a shit what you're doing thousands trillion million percent and if they're thinking about if they're thinking about what you're like, if they're thinking about what you're you're doing and your new idea, then they should be really configuring within themselves what they should be really creating in the world, rather exactly. than like sitting on what you're doing. Exactly, and I mean, you have like this amazing budding podcast, right? That's really <laughs> growing. But like, say you didn't, right? Say you. I mean, even when I was doing my live IG show, like there were a lot of times where there was like nobody on there. But you know what? I made the cool, I met the coolest people. Of course. Like, and and I want to, and I briefly cool just people? like, I just want people to know during, cause I don't even want to talk about COVID deeply, but during COVID, um, Ariel had these like really cute, like, I don't know why I'm saying cute. She had these really, <laughs> literally I'm just like spewing words. She had this like really cool Instagram show. Was it like once a week? So <laughs> it started off three times a week. Three my times brother, a week, but she would have my, like random different people on it. And it was pit in the peach right so it was called in the pit with peach at the first i thought i was going to do it every day because there this is the reason behind it i was like first of all i've got like nothing going on and like i am quarantining with my boyfriend and and i'm very thankful for that but i had a lot of friends that were by themselves yeah. and they were getting into really dark places and i was like you know what take away the stigma of having a cocktail on a monday my parents are very much the along the lines of like they're like we don't medicate we, we have a drink. You yeah. know what I mean? They're not alcoholics, but we drink in my family. So, like, <laughs> let's find a way to make it okay to have a cocktail. Let's make people not feel alone and really motivate people a little bit or give them, like, a little bit of a silver lining because you don't know who, who like, it needs to hear what. Everyone's pivoting. You could be, like, I mean, yeah, there are some billionaires there's out there that, like, are thriving off of this whole situation. But everyone, <laughs> even if they're super successful, everyone's having to pivot right now. So maybe one thing, if one thing that somebody says or one show that I have makes one person feel a little bit better or makes them feel less alone, then why not? But the other thing is, for me, like, this is a great way for me to hug my clients and a great way for me to not be able to throw events for them. But I'm, I'm helping promote them in a different way. And it's building relationships with new people. So it's called In the Pit with Peach. It started off three times a week, and then I was getting a little burnout, so then it was once a week. I haven't done it in a few, like, in, like, two months because I got busy starting, like, a new job type of thing, but, and I needed a little bit of a break. I feel like it was the perfect summer thing, though, you know? Yeah, well, it started when it was cold out. I did it for a bunch of months, and then the the crazy thing is, like, I was meeting people, like, I'd say, like, over 50% of the people I'd never met before. So I was meeting them for the person, like you and I had a full conversation before this. Yeah. I didn't have a conversation with these people before. Most of them. <laughs> so I was like meeting them and it was so, it was just so funny. That's, it was really that's, fun. That's though. really, it's, it's really nice that you did that because, you know, I feel like during COVID there were a lot of Instagram shows and like, and when I say Instagram shows, a lot so of people funny. had a lot of lives and whatnot. And I thought, you know, at one point I was like, this is so overbear this is so much like everyone's just talking and talking and talking but what I really liked about yours was that it was were you at your shore house for for over a month okay I was gonna say it was at your shore house it just felt really vibey it felt really relatable and I was just like I've always been interested in you and I was just like I extra love what she's doing because it wasn't like you were like 
I feel like a lot of people still were trying to keep their brand alive or keep something alive or keep something. And you were just like trying to have talks because like we were in such a fucking tough time. Like, why would we not have conversations? Um, but I love that. And I thought that that was, I mean, do you still have them on your, um, on your Insta? Yeah, I do have some of them. The, the best part, the last ones that I did, the last month that I did it, we called it, the, I think it was August. It was the month of woo-woo. So if anyone's feeling like kind of down or you need to feel a little bit out of worldly, one of them that was amazing did not say, but I mean, these are all people that are psychic healers. They're intuitive so coaches, cool. spiritual coaches, witches. Like these, you got to listen to them because these people are so cool. And what's really interesting about those people is that these are all women that have started a serious, they make their money. Like that is their full time job. Totally. They create a business. So like find your passion and just do what feels good. Like just don't do things that, that are like going against the grain that are so hard. Like starting a business is hard. Starting something new is hard, but as long as it's something that you're like, you just love doing it. So like, it doesn't matter that you're working so hard. So you know? tell, so I'm going to get real with you. Two things in, in a simple term, what has been one of the hardest things about doing Pesh on your own? What has been the most rewarding thing about starting Pesh on your own? The hardest thing is like when I'm having a hard day, like I feel like nobody can relate to me and it's so much pressure at once. And I'm like a people pleaser too. So I'm like, it's really hard coming up with the concepts, finding all the brands, going, doing all the back and forth of the brands, doing the contracts. Like I do every single thing on my own. So what's really hard is like, you know, you get it going and you're working on adrenaline. Like once the event starts and I don't, I know I'm a procrastinator. I never, and I'm really good at under pressure last minute. So I don't start when I do these events. Like when I did the full month pop-up in Miami, I started planning it a month and a half out right. when people are doing it. You know, people are planning events a year and a half. Out. Right. <laughs> you're like so, taking it as like a college final. You're like, I guess I'll care now. <laughs> oh, 100%. Well, cause I don't have, sometimes the opportunities don't come up to last minute. So right. It's hard for me to then keep going after the event because then I have to ship everything back and I have to do all the reports and I have to do the posts and I do the analytics. It's hard for me to keep going by myself. So I get really bad burnout, which is why they happen so infrequently. Totally. Um, and it's not so infrequently. It's like a couple times a year, but like the events are different because the event, the pop-up shops are just a whole different piece because thinking about, I'm counting inventory every single day. Like, right. I'm, and, and I'm doing it all alone. So that's really That's hard. hard. Now tell me the most, one of the like most, what gives you the most joy of doing it, even though the hard, it's a super hard work and you're on it on your own. Like what makes this worth it? What's worth it is like, I put together these, these spaces and people come in and they're like, this is so fun. This is so cool. And like, it's, it's not that I want to be cool. It's not that I want to seem chic or cool. It's that like people come in and I, and I like to create these environments where, where people feel like they're part of it you like you need to feel like you're a part of something and making people feel like they can come here and like be free that. and happy is the best part but the best part about doing it on my own is like I can go in whatever direction I want to go in totally and you inspire me like even obviously we've been talking for a while but like it's just so inspiring to know that like you can do this you can do this like the book the book doesn't have to be one chapter you can be no. fully dimensional and you can you can change your mind. You can do what you want. You can maybe be more corporate. You can be freelance. You can do this. The, the, there's just no, the possibilities are endless. And I have two more things I want to ask you. Yes. One, you mentioned Paris. Yeah. Did, did you watch Emily in Paris? 
I watched the first two episodes and I have not watched it since. Okay. That's, that's for another time. I was hoping that you would stand with me and my sister in solidarity that, um, we believe since you love Paris, I was just thinking like, she probably, we think of this show as such escapism. She's like getting so much hate for it being like, however, and we're like, let the fucking girl have escapism. And the only reason I said that was because I was like, oh, she loves France. Like maybe she also sees what we see in the show, which is just like a girl loving her life in Paris. Well, the thing I don't like about it, this, and I'm going to probably get a lot of people hating on No, no, no. This is so fine. This is a big much. deal. <laughs> I, listen, I love Chicago. I've grown to really love it. I have great friends here. But oh, my I, God. I forgot that she's also from Chicago. Yes. <laughs> but I'm an East Coast girl through and through. I would love to live on the West Coast also. But, like, living in Chicago and seeing what I've seen in Chicago, her character is not is not realistic. First of all, girls don't dress like that in Chicago. Second of all, especially coming from a pharmaceutical background, girls do not dress like that. Somebody who's doing social media for a pharmaceutical company doesn't have the funds to be wearing those things. And I know I'm getting really literal, but I'm, I love escapism also. Trust me. I mean, we were and just then, talking about practical magic. Clearly, we love escapism. Yes. I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading the prequel to that right now. Um, but there are just certain things. Also, like... I don't know. It shouldn't even. No, it's 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 totally fine. I'm gonna get to my last question, which is, what would you tell 18 year old Ariel about life now that you have reached this age, you have done so much? What would you tell yourself? Oh my god. Um. Stop focusing on the boys in your life so much. You know what I mean? Like, your relationship is second. I love that. And I think that's so, so, so important. So, so, so important. I know it sounds so so silly, but, like, that is the biggest thing because I feel like that's such a big thing. It's, like, I've always prioritized my relationships over everything. Now I'm, for the first time, in a relationship where he, like, everything is so, like, like, he lets me be me so I can do my own thing, but I feel like I've placed so many opportunities and actually no I didn't place other like them over opportunities because I always you took your opportunities but but to keep keep doing your own thing and when an opportunity presents itself take it and just be a yes person I was also like I feel like really insecure until the past few years so like just believe in yourself you got this I love that and you know Ariel I've enjoyed our pre-game conversation (laughs) before this but I think you have a lot to offer to the world and I think you're way more insightful than you know and I think what you've created for yourself on your own like literally just being kind of thrown in there is like it reminds me that I can be thrown into whatever direction and I hope you know you're the you really are one of the first people when I ask that question what would you tell your younger self I think a lot of people would agree don't focus on like a relationship or a boy or a girl or they them whoever it may be and I think it's one of those things that you do kind of have to take a moment and it takes a lot to look inward and be like, I shouldn't have focused on X, Y, Z. And I love you for being super honest and raw about that because I think, like I said, so many people probably feel that exact same way, but it's it's kind of like we were talking about before, shame and guilt. It's like, you don't really want to admit that, that like maybe I shouldn't have been focusing on like guys when like I could have been focusing on X, Y, Z. But I think yeah. what shows the biggest part about you is that no matter what, your relationships have thrown your way you've still come out like creative strong independent financially independent and like always fucking figuring it out 
and you're like, always going to and like you're and like you're just like a really good person even like just listening to me and my shit for like a moment like that's like it's rare to find those good people and when I do find those good people I hold on to them and I hope people take that message because same way as you do you met really good people who have helped you and you're not gonna like let them out of your sight because they've been incredible to you and I feel similarly to you I think I don't think anything is a coincidence and I think you know I was meant to land on your page for a reason we were meant to chat for a reason and you know even right now with whatever is going on we 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 talked about it what are the chances that two random girls and weirdly enough our parents live next door to each other which is just bizarre <laughs> um but it's just really great and I just you know I what I want to take away from this is one anyone can do anything you can really you can do whatever the fuck you want two I couldn't be more obsessed with your creative like 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 vibrations and I hope you know that not only do I feel that but it's like felt even when I was telling you I was showing my sister you like it's something that's felt within like people like you can feel your energy through a picture and I know I know a lot of people can't feel that through a picture I know a lot of people can look at someone and be like oh she's cool she's pretty but I can literally feel your energy and like what you're up to and I'm 99% sure other people can as well. And I'm so grateful that you came on here. And I'm so grateful that you talked to me like girl to girl. Because I think above all, like, that's kind of what the world needs right now. And I just hope you know what a light you are. And even in like the weirdest, toughest of times, like you still bring that light. And like, even when you were saying if anyone's having a woo-woo moment, look at this, what I did with XYZ, like that's really special and important and I just don't want you to forget that I find myself forgetting things about my own self and I'm like anytime I end a podcast I'm like you better know that you I didn't choose I didn't just choose you for shits and fucking giggles I chose you because you offer something positive in my life and people don't know that people don't hear that enough and it can be from a random stranger and I want you to know for me like you are such a fucking vibe and a vibe that like I hope we can continue to keep and you are just you know, I feel really fucking lucky to not know you, but have even had this morning to like debrief about our lives that we don't even know each other's Crazy. lives for. Like, you just never know what you're going to get. And I, again, like I said, Ariel, I'm really proud of you. I think great things are coming and the world is in a really crazy place. So all we can do is just be there for each other and just, you know. You don't understand how much that means to me too, because even when you see somebody that, that you think they're radiating light, like, it's really easy to get down on yourself. I've been going through like a really weird time too. And it's just like, think like you're like making me tear up. It's just, <laughs> it, really, it feels just really good. And I always try and do that too. And I've noticed that you do that. You always reach out and you like, if I post something or whatever, you like, you reach out and recognize it. And I always try and do the same thing with people too, because you never know who really needs to hear it. You really never do. And that's why today, like I opened up to you and I was like, fuck it. I'm telling her what's going on. And that's the thing. It's this trust and this, and, and I hope you know that you have that in you that I'm like, you know what? Don't know this girl's middle name. I'm going to tell her exactly how the <laughs> fuck I feel. And that's not something you can do with everyone. Do you know what no. I mean? That's something you, if you have to feel someone's energy. And I guess that's what I want to leave it on is that, your energy and the vibe you've created for your world and your art world. And I hope anyone looks at you and follows you and sees this because they're going to feel that immense vibe. And above that, like your creativity totally swells into like the type of human being you are and like how sensitive and compassionate you are. And, you know, both of us have had a little bit of an emotional week. And in that, no matter what, we still manage to come here 
to do this and to do what matters. And I think that that shows more strength than fucking anyone right now. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Guys, we fully had a cry fest before this and we were like, should we do this? And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do this because that's what we are. We are women and we fucking go. And that doesn't mean we cannot go on with the rest of our days and get stoned and relax. We totally can. But this was one of those moments where I think we both got to each other and we were both like, no, we're going to do, we, we said we were going to do this and we're going to do it. And I think that shows the most strength when someone's really fucking down and they still fucking do it. So thank you for doing this with me because I know we were both struggling. But, thank you for pushing me but to we, do it. <laughs> but we, we really did it. And I know this episode is going to resonate with so many people because, guys, it took us like four days to like get it together and we weren't even going to do it. And I was like, no, we're fucking doing it. Because, <laughs> because you know what, even you saying like about the women empowerment, Hillary Clinton, and I'm going to end it there, there. We are women and we if we we have to practice a little bit of what we preach and this is why I said after this podcast I'm fully gonna go rest and shower and go get my little fucking new comb that I just bought um but exactly brush that (laughs) hair I have to go take care of myself now but it's so we are women and we are sensitive and it's okay to fucking cry and not think that you're gonna be able to make it through that that interview but like you are and it's okay to have an open heart and maybe like let somebody in that like you wouldn't like you know part of me was like do I want her to even know this side of me that's like super emotional and raw and then I was like this is why I do this like yeah I'm gonna fucking tell her exactly what's going on I don't want to be a flake when you're an empath also like you and I like I can't really connect with people unless they're vulnerable back with me like I don't need you to tell me your deepest darkest secrets but like if you're not gonna open up I I can have a business relationship with you but like I don't know. I I can't like really, I can't relate if you're not going to open up. And I think what we did today was not only, we we basically got free therapy, but what we did for each other today (laughs) was something I hope other people can do with other people, not on a podcast. I hope people can reach out to people that they feel an energy to. And like, that's also, I always do this. People are like, how did you know this person? I'm like, I didn't. (laughs) I just, I felt something. And they're like, you felt, so what made you feel like you could do that? I'm like, my guts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have guts. So I thought, what do I have left? To, what do I have to lose that she's not going to answer me? Dope. She won't answer me then. And that's never the case. So thank you for coming on here. Thanks for being so vulnerable. Thank, thank you, you for, for being so me. real. And I know that, well, I know for a fact, Susan Miller said uh, <laughs> that November is going to bring much more light for us. And for anybody listening, November is supposed to bring a lot more lightness if you've been feeling heavy and I hope you enjoyed this episode and for anyone feeling the feels, just know that many of us are feeling the feels. So I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you guys for coming and listening to the vibe and thank you, Ariel. You are just the fucking best. Thank you so much.